Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash A-H-T-T. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. From the Gotham Podcast Studio, episode 104 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here, closing out 2019 in the way we've always closed out our last couple of years. That's crazy. This is the third time we're doing this. Third time we are doing this. This is the third annual Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Hip Hop Awards. You know, we do this thing. We talk a little sports and hip hop on this, uh, and we like to take a look back on what was great uh, for the year in hip-hop. This year, we're also adding in a couple things that we haven't done in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't done producer of the year. Yeah. We also haven't I'm gonna done... Go, I'm going to go through the categories right now Yep. so then people could keep today. Uh, last year, we had like uh, three fewer ones. This year, we're going ham. We got artist of the year. We got producer of the year. We have song of the year. We have verse of the year. We have non-hip-hop album of the year. I know these are hip-hop awards. But we have to, you know, show up. We, we listen to other stuff. Yeah, most of you. Uh, <laughs> album of the decade and album of the year. I put album of the decade before album of the year because we we're pretty much in agreement on what the album of the decade is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we yeah we are we we are, we we know that now. Some of this other stuff, Brian and I, we have not dis- we have discussed, but we do not know each other's choices. No. Um, outside of album of the decade, because something we had discussed before, so we know, but we do not know each other's choices. So uh, a lot of this will be surprising and interesting. There probably will be some overlap and stuff because uh, of this commonality and certain things that we listen to. But um, like, I, there's certain things I'm, I'm interested in what his non hip hop album of the year is uh, and some other things. But let's let's get into this and move in. Uh, first of all, what do you want to kick it off with? Artist of the year. Hmm. That's starting off. That's starting off high. Okay. Let's start. Let's, what do you think? No, let's go. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with verse of the year. Mm. <laughs> let's come in. Mm. I think this is hard. You know, you listen to a lot of. You listen. It wasn't to hard of, for me. Um, it wasn't hard. You listen for to me. a lot of music, but I think verses are about the way. Just like anything else in music, it's about the way it hits you. And um, you know, to me, a verse. This shit hit me flow. right away. <laughs> it hit me. It's it's about song structure. It's about. Um, it's about subject matter. It's about putting it all together efficiently, efficiently, and to me, wrapping your ass off in that. Now, I'm gonna go with you mm. to kick this off. <laughs> um, start because this is the one that I've said from the beginning. Like, this is a super easy category for me. I heard the verse. I said this is probably gonna be my verse of the year. It is held. I'm, up. Wa- I'm wondering if it's even one that's in my. I had three, and I, I put. There were four things I decided between. And I wonder if it's one of them. So go, but but tell me how you how you come to your process. Like so, we wanted we're gonna to explain to you how we came to our processes of, of making these decisions and why we made these decisions. I heard the beat. I heard the the verse. I heard the song actually, and I just kept replaying the song over and over and over. Is and it over a feature? It's a feature on somebody's song. No, oh, it it's is not. A song. It's a song. It's it a song. Let me give you the runners up. First of all, I have two runners up. Uh, five to fifty. Benny the Butcher first verse, and Nas the Lost Freestyle. The Lost Freestyle was really good, man. That is that is a really. There good are verse. some others too, but okay. So verse the, of the year, first verse, Cleo, 
Rhapsody. Ah. Pondering, yeah. pondering how to approach some of y'all sensitive, but I still need to know. <laughs> Yo. This was this did Yo, not this did not This shit hit me in the face when I first heard it. Wondering how a bunch of sheep could have opinions on a goat. Come on! Like she yo, this is one of my favorite this is one of my favorite verses I've probably ever heard in my life. This first verse. This first verse. Because wow. cause of the stuff that I'm sort of experiencing now, where she's talking about um, you know, people not we just talked about this on our last podcast people in offices all looking a certain way and things of this nature like this spoke to me on another on another level where i'm like yo nah i feel rhapsody here and we know that rhapsody can rap rap is in her name like you, rhapsody is you nice. you also we also have to admit you also have a very special uh love for that beat on that oh it was well, to me in the air tonight is probably the greatest song ever so like, <laughs> you, love, you love I love that. you love anything that samples that. I like <laughs> DMX feeling it. That's uh, one of my favorite songs. Um, Nonpoint, who's actually a metal band, they made a good remix to that to "In the Air Tonight" by Phil Collins, and yeah, oh, that Nas sampled it with, for uh, one mic. One mic. Yep. You know what I mean? So, but those are really good sample flips. I'm sure there are some bad ones out there, but listen. The way they used it, and, and that song got me going back to, I was listening to some Phil Collins afterwards. I was listening to this song a lot during the U.S. Open, just going and coming back, yeah, so, because this is when I was going, I was like, you know, I was, you know, f- trying to finish up Side Hustle, I was stressed out, leaving Nets Daily, uh, all this other stuff, and I knew there was a, a turn, a, a, a transitional period about to go on in my life that I'm still going through right now. Not not in that way, but I'm talking about professionally, and Yeah. Uh, this this verse just spoke to me on a number of levels. Like, Rhapsody, yo, verse of the year, Cleo, first verse, Jesus Christ, great verse. Woo! Was that even in your? Was that even in it your was, top? It, it was. It, it just got out my honorable mentions. Mm. It was in the four. It was. I actually think. I actually do think that's the best verse in that album. Yes, I will say that. Yes, it's my favorite song on the album too. Um, yeah. My one of my yeah. Let's go. My, we, my, we got my, a lot my line, to get but, to. My, but the line, you brought up the line I do love in that album, on that verse, which is wonder how a bunch of sheep can have the opinions on the goat. We all on the same continent, off the same boat, right? Yeah. Remember early on, y'all they treat me the same though. I used to question why the brothers even rock with me, folk. Like her, she's just, talking about her uh, going through, through it, it the man. Struggles of people not believing her. <gasps> yeah, it's really really good song. She she and spitting the beat is hard. Um, all right, here here's here's how I did it. Um. Uh, I don't need I, take time to take. Wait, I don't need to take time to address opinions that a ninth Dre or Jay Z only rap radars I need are them in the streets. Yeah, care for the validations y'all seek. I've been in them offices. They don't look, look like, like you, you or me. me. What? Yeah, that's that. that <laughs> you need a shirt with that. Um, yo, for me, I'm gonna go through how I came through. I there there were four verses that really I really liked. Mm. One was a feature. They actually. All four verses that I liked were features. This that, was not the person's song. Okay. They all were features that really grabbed me. First one that I heard, I think this album dropped around May. Um, and this will come up, I think, again in our non-hip-hop album. Andre 3000's verse Ooh. on Come Home with Anderson Pop. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really Jeez, good one. That's... I thought about this too. I heard I that like... and I was just like, "That's a song where I was playing it back and back just for the verse." Oh, I, the, I do that with sixteen on Andre 3000's yeah. verse on the Rick Ross. That's a, that is a great Andre verse too. <laughs> so that was one. Other one came off of Brian's boy Freddie Gibbs, mm. but it wasn't Freddie. Pusha T yeah. on Palmolive. Yeah. First of all. 
that is also was up there in for me. I will go get back to the song later in terms of song of the year. Love that song. Arguably my favorite song off of Bandana with Mad Lib. Sample was great. Gibbs throwing it. Push T did his thing. Other song I really liked. This was important because it was the first single off of this album. Mm. It was a return of a group, Gangstar with Primo, and J. Cole's feature on Family and Loyalty. J. Cole murdered that, which mm. he also said would be his last feature for a while. But hope not, but I hope not. But verse of the year. This came off of something that could not be in contention for album of the year. This was off Benny the Butcher's uh uh The Plugs I Met. Huh. Black Thought feature on Crowns for Kings. Oh, okay. Black Thought went nuts on yes. this. Wow. I love the bars. I love the flow. Huh. I thought he just skated off of this soulful beat. Um, some of my favorite lines, it's all love from public housing to the Atlas Mountains are establishing the average to always bad a thousand. So after butchering this track, it's back to counting. The money generated from me leaving microphones broke. Probably almost on par with all of Escobar's coke. When I'm finished, I'm going to just keep a tennis shoe in y'all throat, just in case you mention in an interview you want smoke. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yo. We all know how good thought is, but he's skated on that. Listen, I, I, first of all, I like that we have two different verses. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But too. like Jesus, but Christ. verses speak to you in different ways. That's why I was saying with that before. Like it's about how it hits you and speaks to you. you when know did Rhapsody mean? and Black Thought last had a collaboration? On Layla's Wisdom. Okay, that's what I, they need to do one again. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm and then, ready. well, no, actually, that's not technically true. On uh, Black Thought, Stream of Thought, Volume One. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yes. Which was which actually really and, dope. And shout out to shout out to Ninth Wonder also. Yeah, just killing it. So that was my verse of the year. If you ever heard that, check it out. Black Thought on Benny the Butcher's Crowns for Kings off the Plugs I Met EP. Uh, really good verse for that. All right, what are we what are we gonna do next? What are you gonna do next? Oh, I don't know, man. Let's go with let's, artist of the year. Let's go. No, I was gonna say let's go non hip hop album of the year. Oh, this I'm very interested. I want you you go first because I'm more interested in this from you. Uh, I now, admittedly, I listen to less non hip hop than you do. That's a shame, and I think I know where you're going. My this was pretty solidified for me all year. Is Ventura? There were three. Th- yes, for me, I'll say it right now. Okay. For me, it was Ventura Anderson, but it's kind of a tie for me. It, they, 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 really, they, what's the tie? They, they, it was hard because it was Ventura, Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox. And then late in the year, I got an album from an artist I like. I don't know if you know this artist, Michael Kiwanuka from the UK. Uh, I do, I he kind of does soul stuff. Is, yeah. I really love his last album. It, I think his album's a little bit better than Shea Butter Baby, but it's right there for me between those two. So it could be Kiwanuka or it could be Ventura. Mm-hmm. I give the edge of Ventura because I've just been pumping it so much longer all through the year. Mine is Ventura also. <laughs> but I will say this. A very close candidate for me was eleven twenty three. BJ to Chicago. Kid. I didn't care for that album, man. I liked it a lot. I did not care for that. The, album. the the problem that the reason why I can't I couldn't make it my like my non hip hop album of the year was because a lot of the songs or a couple of the songs I really liked had already come out. They I already do, came out last year. I do like the song that he opened so, the album with Pat. With Pat, that is good. Yeah, that, that song really and, and rather be with you is one of my favorite non hip hop songs of the year. Yeah, that album didn't hit me as much. I really. But Anderson Pack, I mean, he he's back. Like he's back to like I. I felt similar to when I heard Malibu, although Malibu was my album of the year that year, and I don't think this is quite Malibu level. No, but it's really good. But it's really good. It was the closest. This thing is to like it. this is like Stillmatic, and Mad and and uh, what's the other project? Oxnard. No, the, no, 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 no. The one we just mentioned. My, my brain is escaping me. No, no, no. Um, the the Anderson uh, Malibu. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Malibu will be his Illmatic, and Ventura will be his Stillmatic. I, I wrote this in my notes. I said I I, I said I thought after a, a slightly disappointing Oxnard, and Oxnard was disappointed. I think because it was just a little too all over the place. And yes, didn't know what he wanted to, but it had really good songs. Some songs I love. You know, he came back with this heavy, more R and B influenced album. Was really in his lane. Flowed well throughout. I thought it had a good balance between him rapping and singing. Um, just really good vibe. Fantastic production. Yes. Um, the guests that were on there were really good when used. I already talked about Three Stacks verse. If you ever heard this album, it is the first song in the album. Yeah. And when Three Stacks comes in, it's one of these things like the songs are already good, and then he comes in with his verse, and you're like, oh. Yeah. We have heard But this is why I wanted to get to non-hip-hop album of the year. And then next, I think we should do producer of the year because I think we both have the same person there as well. We might. Because then after that, it gets really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so non-hip-hop album of the year, Ventura, Anderson Pack, really good. Also, I highly recommend checking out Shea Butter Baby, Ari Lennox. I thought if you want to talk about a pure R&B or soul album, that was it for me. I thought it was really fantastic. Really well done. I know some people think she sounds a lot like Erica Badu. That is true. But I think her music is really good. And Michael Kiwanuka, if you haven't listened to his music and you like some soul rockish kind of stuff, he's really dope. Really song good songwriter. I don't think his album, this album, self-titled album, is as good as his previous one, Cold Little Heart. I mean, excuse me, Love and Hate. But it's almost a better listen in terms of conduciveness and the soulfulness of this the sound throughout is a better listen so check yeah. those out if you can um we do listen to other stuff to hip-hop there are some other non-hip-hop albums i would put on here that i hadn't listened to and i haven't got to yet. i know copay just dropped a new album i have not listened to that yet i will get to that at some point but uh yeah and unless your car drops something and i, I haven't listened I like to that, that either so i'm a yeah. you know i'm a you know i'm an unless your car guy so yeah oh i'll give another one i'll put out there uh summer walkers was albums are pretty good too i'll listen to that it was yeah. pretty good all right. Uh, next, producer of the year, because we're on the same page here. I'm th- are you I sure? Think, I think. I think. All right. Who who are your contenders? P Rock. Uh, DJ Premier for his work on. Yes. Primo had some good. Primo had some good beats. I also did that song headlines for uh, Griselda this year, which is fire. Speaking of Derringer, Derringer also yep. Uh, and there was one other that we mentioned also that was a contender, but. It, no one had a better year than Mad Lib, bro. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody had a better year than Mad Lib. Like, listen, I think it's funny because, and we're going to talk more about this album later. I know we are, but. Nah, we're not. We're, <laughs> but I think Mad Lib is actually not getting enough credit for his production level this year. You know what I mean? Like, he, he probably, I, we'll get more into this later. I'm watching Freddie Gibbs get a lot of deserved praise for the rapping he did on this album, and he is one of the best rappers on the planet. I said it in our very first episode on the podcast, and he's been proving me right so far. But Mad Lib's production on that was, listen, man, Pete Rock was a second to me because, and we're gonna, and, and we may talk about this later, but his 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 collaboration with Sky Zoo, who we had on this podcast, man, yep. Pete Rock was Pete Rock, bro. Yeah, like, I, you know it's funny. I had a friend who told me. He didn't, and he's a little older than me, but he did not like uh, Pete Rock's production on the Retropolitan Project. Really? Yeah, I was shocked about that. He said it didn't sound, I, I didn't know what he wanted it to sound like. I didn't really get into that, but yeah, I didn't understand it. I thought Pete Rock's production was good on that. I thought he also did a good joint. Pete Rock also put out a very dope instrumentals album at the top of the year that has some joints that I'm yes, surprised people that's true. To. Oh, Ninth Wonder also gets Yes, Ninth Wonder was the person we left off, because yes, yes. the work he did on Rhapsody's album... Uh, along with the ninth and Murr's album, um, 
was was some good stuff. Uh, also, who else did he do some work on? He did work on somebody else's album. I'm forgetting about Night. Not Day. Little Brother. He was on Little Brother album. I know. Oh, that was a very well produced album. Um, yeah, we'll get to that later too. But mm-hmm. no, Mad Lib. The production on Bandana is really, really Yo, good. There's not a bad I think beat that's, I think that's what really blew me away. There might be songs that I don't really feel, but it, his intricate use of samples in ways that I don't think that most people will be able to execute. Um, you know, like I'm thinking about like he's on uh, massage seats. Yo, yeah, that's the beat I'm thinking of too. He, he uses um, a little bit of Maxi Pre sample and f- mixing that in is just like, man. It's, it's, it's like, how did he do that? It's dope in the way the beat sometimes like fires and it's rapping and it's just like re- great reggae samples using it. The grimy sound of Paul Malov yeah. and it being like dirty and you know, like, oh my nah, God. Th- th- you like, know what I think? And it's funny, we'll get into this album later, but And I then think- Giannis is the opposite where it's just so clean. It's just such a great, The album is good variation, but also has a really good use of samples throughout where it never feels overused and never feels overproduced. And he and Gibbs, their work together is really good. We'll get and more th- on that, later. that also matters to me in production. Yeah. How you work with artists and help them craft the songs. And I think it's really good chemistry. It might be one of the better albums I could think about where somebody just worked with either one or maybe I'll even add like another producer that I felt good about probably since Common when he did B. Mm. With Kanye and only his two Jay Jay Jella tracks, but the vibe that they had on that, the chemistry was like really great. Um, it kind of reminds me of that in this way. Madlib, just just great. I thought he brought brought out, with my opinion, uh, I'm not as big as a Freddie Gibbs fan as Brian is, but I thought it was. We'll get to this more later. I thought he brought out with his production the best rapping I've ever heard from Freddie Gibbs. I thought Freddie Gibbs was sharp. I thought Freddie Gibbs was on his game. I think if you want to hear the, the really brilliant use of the instrumentation in this album, I highly recommend you go watch the uh, Tiny Desk that Freddie Gibbs did. Oh, yeah. Um, for those people who know, Tiny Desk, NPR does a series where they have right. people do con- mini concerts in front of, like, literally, it's a Tiny Desk with just a band around. Yes. But they're really dope. A lot of good artists have been on there. Freddie Gibbs was probably the best one I saw this year. I thought it was dope. I thought it really brought out the inspiration in the project. Yeah. Brian, when it was up, of course, he sent it to me on IG immediately, and I watched <laughs> it. So, yeah. I have dope. the audio of my phone. <laughs> I believe. Uh, yo, that's, that's fine. I, I did that once. Because I, li- I, like, I like the alternative sound, you know, to the album. And I like the, you know, jazzy, you know, just, just keys. The, that band, apparently, I read that Mad Lib specifically wanted them to uh, do the tiny desk with that's them. what's up. So that's what's that was up. pretty dope. So our producer of the year, Mad Lib. Yes. Um, also excited about Mad Lib. Mad Lib next year, twenty twenty, should be doing a project with West Side Gun. Yes. Also, the bigger thing, uh, not the bigger thing. Yeah. The other thing I'm excited about that Mad Lib will be doing, um, as so, so we know him and Freddie Gibbs will be doing another project. Also, we'll be doing the Black Star reunion oh album. Oh my god! I'm so hyped. He's gonna for win that. this award again. <laughs> he might win it again next year. I don't know, but de- but Mad Lib, hats off to you, man. Uh, killing it. Respect that man's work. He's done a lot of great stuff. Uh, artist we'll, of the year. Let's go. Uh, I'll kick this Artist one of off. the year. Let's go. My artist of the year for me. I hope we have different artists. I think we probably will. Okay. My <laughs> artist of the year for me came to, because this artist did, and I'll say now, they did not get my album of the year, but I thought the impact of what they did with their project along with features was really good. So my hip hop artist of the year, uh, shout out to ladies, is Rhapsody. Um, I think Rhapsody had a great concept. It's an honorable mention for me. She had a great concept on her album. Um, a good follow-up to Layla's Wisdom. Album, I think it's a little bit stronger. Um, 
I think she delivered one of the best albums I heard from a female rapper in quite some time. Mm. Um, and I think that's impactful. It features on songs like Smith Smith & Wesson's Ocean Drive, um, along with her recent Flex Freestyle. Show me that her pen game is as sharp as ever. And um, I just thought she was dope and killing it this year in her presence. Really disappointed. And not because I put that much weight into awards, but I thought it was disappointing she did not get a Grammy nom. I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but salute to you, Rhapsody. Dope. You've been killing it for a while. She's starting to get more of the respect she deserves. And she can go, not that it was, I thought that she couldn't. She can go bar to bar with anybody. She is nice as it is. I like to see her get more respect. But she was my hip hop artist here because I really, I remember listening to her album. And I was driving from uh, the Little League World Series, mm. and I was just smiling because I liked what she, what she executed with her concept and what it meant in her to do this album around uh, the names of very uh, powerful, accomplished women of color. So I really liked that, and I thought she did a great job. I thought it was great for hip-hop. So Rhapsody, salute. You already know where I'm going. <laughs> Everybody knows where you're going. So I don't want to Was there any surprise here? I'm not going to speak too much about this because we're going to get more into this later in our albums of the year category. But Freddie Gibbs. That's fine. I think it's a great choice. It's my artist of the year because strictly because of what he did with Bandana. I mean, he didn't drop anything else this year. But that that just 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 that album alone, that was enough for me. I will say this though. Uh, artist of the year contenders for me. There's one that I'm not going to mention because I'm saving that. I'm saving that as a surprise for our album of the year discussion because this person who I'm talking about is in that mix and they, uh, I, I, wa- I want to reserve that because I don't know if you're going to have this person anywhere there. I think this is going to be a surprise. Well, I think there's somebody in my album of the year that I could bring up for artist of the year, but I'm also going to save them because I don't think you'll have them anywhere there. Right, right. So I'm going to save um, them. Other artists of the year contenders though because Freddie Gibbs, I thought, it came down okay, to, Fre- to Freddie and Rhapsody for me. For me, um, Sky Zoo and Rhapsody. Uh, and I also threw Benny in there because Benny also had I have no problem with that there. because of the project he put out, what he did on WWCD. We'll get to that later. Yes. Um, and also the the plugs I met. It was so good. Yeah. Although, and, and, we'll, uh, and Conway. Conway, too. Yeah. Well, shout out to the whole Griselda man because yeah. they, they, they really are doing their but thing. But Freddie gives Artist of the Year for me. I'm sure that doesn't suck. That's not but a to be fair, life. But to be fair to me, he was not my artist of the year in 2017 or 18. Which was shocking. <laughs> Very shocking. I don't even remember who my artist of the year 2017. But I don't remember either. It's neither here nor there. 2017? Last year was Royce. Yes, and it was the same for me. I think for me it was... Was it Kendrick? Kendrick. You I dropped me Damn that year. I didn't put Damn. No, I wasn't. I don't remember what I did. But who cares? Anyway, moving on. Song of the year. Yeah. I'm going to do song of the year. You go first on this one. Oh, I'm so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go first on this one. Oh, I don't even think I'm not even sure if you've heard my song of the year. It's so hard. Um, but because usually I pick something that's pretty introspective. Generally, generally where I go, you know what I mean. Just generally, <clears throat> and so me. you did not do this. Generally, here. something you for something ignorant. Generally, something that's like <laughs> that's like that you can feel that almost makes you cry. You know what I mean? Like yeah, last year, last year, what did I have? For song of the year, I'm sure it was something like emotional. I had oh, I think it was a Royce the Five Nine song. I think I had Bablo Boat. I don't remember what you had. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think I had a same a song from the same album. Yeah, I think it was Cocaine. It was either Cocaine or the other one, uh, the Christmas one. Oh, um, that's why I was just bumping the album the other day. I forgot what it was. Um, but I think it was that Power, were, Power, Power. Yes, I think that might have been a great song. Um, Contenders, Soul Right and Giannis by Freddie Gibbs, Hug the Block by the Game. 
half of it by Kanye. This other one, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save this other one. Uh, Cleo Rhapsody. Okay. Nas Beautiful Life. That's a really good song. I was bumping the other day. Song of the year for me. <laughs> it's 5 to 50. <laughs> really? By Benny the Butcher. <laughs> Listen, there's wow. something to be said wow. about energy, right? And as soon as well, the beat. For, well, for you, yes. Listen, from the intro to the beat to the hook that scares the shit out of me. What the woman talking about. I ran into Benny and he had this going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that yo, just, I'm in, bro. Do you, think this, do you think song of the year is also, do you think it always correlates to your most played song of the year? Yes, but th- this is why. Okay. This is why. Uh, of my most, this is my most played non-bandana song of the year. <laughs> All my most played songs, there's like a few of them, they're on bandana or whatever. Um, Spotify will tell you that because of the the, the analytics or whatever, 5 to 50 on my repeat playlist that they curate, five to fifty is number one right now because I've been hearing wow. it even more lately. But like, just just so like, I don't always want to give it to the sort of most introspective thing. My my second place was actually "Beautiful Life" by Nas. Really that was song. where I was gonna go second. But listen, five to fifty, man. Like, I just can't stop listening to it because I've been in the gym, I've been going around. I'm I'm in an intense mood. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah. things I got things going on yeah. that 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 sort of that sort of have me coming back to this even more than 18 Wheeler, which is another song I, I like really like. But five to fifty was oh my god. I and, th- and and it needs to be said. Benny the Butcher killed all three of those verses. Flow, delivery, cadence, all that stuff. It was excellent. Beat perfect. The music video hilarious. I actually what, haven't seen that. The <laughs> the video, the video is great. It's like it's like it's not very it's not very intricate. He's rapping. There's a caution tape there. The woman who's speaking yeah, in the, in the is hook. there. Yeah. West Side Gun is with him on a car, and he's like dripped out. He's just bumping his head, not even looking into the camera. It's funny. Typical, <laughs> typical gun stuff. West Side Gun, yo. <laughs> um, for me, there was some decent contenders. I, I Brian, I will take part of what Brian said in that. Uh, I tend to like songs that I tend to like songs that hit a theme. Or really speak to me in a way. I think that's what Bob LeBoat and J. Cole's verse on that was my verse of the year, song of the year last year. Um, I, I really, I, I, my contenders, I had, even though this didn't really speak to me, but I, Paul Mollif, mm. uh, Freddie, Freddie Gibbs had a couple songs in the contenders of my song here. Paul Mollif was yeah. one of them. I put Soul Right and Giannis, yeah. Um, education was another one of them. Educa- see how good that um, album is. Edu- Freddie Gibbs' verse education was also my contender for verse of the year. That was in my top Ooh. five. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad that he did that in the, in the uh, Tiny Desk concert. Yeah. I think that was the first one. Um, Maya by by uh, Rhapsody also was up there Ooh, for Song of the Year for me. Different song for that. Um, the cra- uh, Kings I Met, uh, Crown for Kings, excuse me, Benny the Butcher mm. um, with Black Thought. Um, also, uh, Family and Loyalty, I was bumping that a lot. I really liked Ooh, that song. yeah. That was there. Versity or Contender. Versity or Contender too. But what it came to me was a song from a artist. I don't even think Brian's listened to this. Hmm. Um, but I, every year, I, I every year I find some new artist or something that like gets into me or breaks into. I hope, I hope you don't into, spoil into, the into one that hip-hop. I'm going to bring up later. No, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Um, the song, my song of the year, was by an artist out of the UK. Actually, rapper out of the UK, um, and his name is Dave. 
Oh, off okay. of his album called Psychodrama. The song is called Black. I thought it was a fantastic song. I know. I've heard of Dave. I haven't heard the music. Yo, really good, man. Okay. Really good. I, I'm going to check it out. Which, I'm going to check it out because um, you'll see why later. Yeah. You'll see why later. <laughs> this touches on the theme. It's a song that talks about what it means to be black to him. Mm. And it really touches on racial and social inequalities that he's experienced uh, growing up in South London. Um, he said this. I wrote this this quote down that he said about the song Yes. In the to the Observer. He said, this that track is my experience. Me being a South London black Nigerian, that's what I'm mainly basing it on. It's a good representation of what I associate with and everything I think. But I don't think that it's universal for the whole black experience because there's too many different races and dynamics within the race of black. For a black person who's Senegalese, growing up in France or New York, Jamaican, that's a completely different relationship with being black and how you might be accepted in the culture or that world. Everyone's experience is different, especially black women and black men. I thought that was dope, but I do think there's overlap in things he said. Um, some of my bars I like from this song, the black of the berry, the sweeter the juice, a kid dies, the black of the killer, the sweeter the news. And if he's white, you give him a chance, he's ill and confused. If he's black, he's probably armed. You see him shoot. Mm. Yo. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Dave's nice. This when song, does this come out? What part of the year? February, March. Oh, so so early. Wow. Early of the year. Missed that one. Um, Really good. I will get to this album later. Mm. Really good. Part of a really good album. Song I just really kept coming back to. I just think it's really thoughtful, really well done. When it comes to me for Song of the Year, like you said, I need the verses to be good, the structure to be really good. It's really got to do what it hit me. Dave is an artist out of the UK that I really like. I had gotten to Laurel Carner a couple of years ago, also out the UK. UK's got some rappers right now that I think are, they. if you like the rapidly rap, uh, they yeah, got some true. rappers who rap who can make some songs. Dave and Laurel Carner, salute to them. I like them. Uh, but that was my song of the year, Black by Dave. I, whether you're black or not, I think you can feel the song. I think it's dope. Album of the decade, because we're going to go album of the year last, because that's when we have our top five albums Yeah, each. that takes some time. And that takes some time to build. And there's going to be more anticipation for that, because our album of the decade uh, is probably the same thing. Yeah, album decade for me. Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City, Central Lamar. Yeah. Close contenders, though. Life is good, Nas. Uh, others I would put up there. Life is good, Nas. Life is good, Nas. Section 80 Section for me. 80, uh, also butterfly. the Pippa Butterfly. Forest yeah. <laughs> Hills Drive, J. Cole. Yep, I put that up there as as, as great albums as great albums this decade. Uh, I also would put uh, Undone by the Roots. I put Nas. Mm. If you want to count oh. Nas and Damian Marley's Distant Relatives, um, those are 2010. Those are like right at the top of the decade. Um, no, I'm looking for... How I Got Over. Was that 2009? That's, that's 2000. No, that's 2010. Oh. Damn, that's 2010. That's Sorry, 2010. I've done this too. How I Got Over is, uh, that's 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 up there for me. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great ones, but I think Ken, Kendrick, if you probably look at it, I think he's a hip-hop artist of the decade. I think he also has the yeah. album of the decade. Um, he has what at least what people consider at least two classics. Some people will say three. At least two. The other two, if you what do you want to say about them, are really good albums. I'll say three. But I think... Good Kid, Mad City, when I think people look back at it, is this generation's Illmatic. Yeah. It is it's funny. Both It's funny that both albums about people really talking about the perspective of the world around them. Kendrick's a little bit more thematically structured um, into a album that actually tells a story a la Mis- Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And I just think it's a fantastic album. It's something I went back and listened to a couple weeks ago. It's still great every time I hear it, and you think about how much it's an album. It's just like Nas is Omatic. You can tell how much of that their life and career and mindset went into crafting this. 
It's great. I think it's undeniably the best album of this generation. The other stuff that's close that I think are really good. People like to talk about how not good the decades are. I actually think this decade for hip-hop was a lot better than the last decade. I will say that. Yes. I think there were better albums in 2010s than there were in early 2000s. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's more classics, more near classics, and I think there was better rapping and artists that came on the scene from Kendrick to J. Cole to Drake to Freddie Gibbs to Joey Badass to tons of, there's tons of other people. And I think we also saw the evolution of older artists actually really digging into their craft and making some of their more open, honest, and personal work, whether it was Jay, Nas, Royce of Five Nine, Joel Ortiz, Joe Budden, some of these older artists actually showing that there was more depth to their work in their rapping than ever before. So I think that doesn't get saluted, but definitely. Book of Ryan is up there for me, too, for albums. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I will say this. Life is Good, Nas is probably the most underrated album of the decade. I will throw that in there as well. I think that album doesn't get its due uh, because... I actually don't know why. <laughs> you know I what think, I mean? I actually I don't most, know why, but I'm looking at the track list now. No introduction, locomotive, a queen story, accident murderers and daughters. You're probably not starting an album better than that. It's very hard to start an album with five tracks better than that. Reach out with Mary J. Blige. I got tired of that song real quick because I think it was in 2K. And then, um, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the, the Kendrick song with Mary J. Blige. Oh, that was not good. Black Boy Fly. No, Black not Boy Black Boy Fly. Fly. Um, Black Boy Fly is fire. good. Um, it's after that on, on the bonus tracks for the album. I can't remember it. It's yeah. not good. I don't like but it. But we don't count that as It was part on 2K. Of... Was that 2K16? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, earlier than that. 14? Like 13 or 14. 14. Yeah. Uh, now or never. Oh. Yeah, that's, that so might be annoying. a Kendrick song I do not like. But it's a bonus track, so I don't But, care. oh, last thing before we go on to albums of the year. Uh, favorite song on Good Kid, Mad City. What is it? Yours. Oh, Sing About Me, Dying to Thirst. I think mine is Money Trees. I love uh, that song. Yeah, sing about Money me. Trees, and I like Compton a lot too. Compton, I thought was a great way to finish. It is. Sing about me or real are probably my two favorite songs on that album. But definitely sing. You about know, me. real. Just, I didn't like it when I first heard it, uh, then it grew on me. That song is dope. It took man. a little while. That song is dope. It took a little while. That song is dope. <laughs> those two songs back to back are great. Like swimming pools to those two songs is is fantastic. But I'll tell you album. what, when that's when this album came out, my most played song was the Backseat Freestyle. <laughs> Because I, I was 18, 19. Um, all my friends, we used to just play video games and just bump music. We would all just like mess around to that song. But I think Real might have been my most played song now. Backseat Freestyle still played in a lot of arenas. Yeah. Still. Yeah. That beats hard. Great beat by Hip Boy, too. You know, we like to hook our listeners up from time to time, and we have a hookup for you today. So for the listeners of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can check out one of my favorite sports books, $40 Million Slaves, The Rise, Fall, and Redemption of the Black Athlete by William C. Roden. That's available on audible.com with hundreds of thousands of other books that you can listen to today. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash A-H- TT. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash A-H-T-T for your free audiobook. All right, here we go. Here we go. Albums of the year. Top five. Top five, top five, top five, top five. I can't down. wait. I can't. I'm not even excited to get to my first one. I'm excited to get to my second one because we have not talked about this person at all, and I don't know if we will. I can't okay. wait. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll kick it off. So, uh, I'm in the fifth spot. I had a tie. 
Um, we we when we do this, we only allowed one tie in any of these five slots. Um, I put the tie at five. Five tie for five was uh, what was Sheen gonna do? WWCD Griselda mm. and Retropolitan Sky Zoo and Pete Rock tie for five. Mm. I, WWCD obviously we've only been sitting with that for not even a month, um, but I do think it's a really good album. By the I've been really in the last year, like really, really, really getting into the Griselda uh, rise probably since the end of last year. Um, I like what those dudes are doing. I have a ton of respect for the fact that I feel like they have literally kept the New York hip-hop sound alive, that they have not conformed to changing their BPMs, to sticking to the jazzy soul samples, hard, grimy drums that New Yorkers we like. And it's fine. You can have your New York sound, and this is not an anti-trap statement. Right. Because I enjoy trap music. But... They bring some lyricism. You know, my one criticism of Griselda has always been they could diversify their subject matter a little bit more. Maybe that's something they will do as they evolve. But right now what they're doing and what they did on their first major label release as a collective, I thought was really good. I thought it was really impressive. They used no samples on this by uh, Derringer and uh, I'm forgetting the other dude who produces on there, uh, Beat Butcher. Yeah. Um, the producers on this album, really good. Look, it's what you expect out of Griselda album. Grimy. Hard songs like Dr. Bird, um, Chef Dreads, Moselle. Um, yo, just if you're a fan of like hard boom bap, dark, grimy lyrics, this is it. Yes. There can be some diversity in your hip hop listening to. I love working out listening to these guys. And it's out my, my Griselda playlist. And as Brian has talked about before, man. Griselda knocks really good when you're walking in the cold in New York in the winter. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. It knocks yes. so good. Um, the tie for that was also Retropolitan. Sky Zoo and Pete Rock. Shout out to the man Sky Zoo. Had him on the podcast. Uh, really love this album. It's in with, my top five. With him and Pete it's Rock. It's higher than you. It's higher than I had yes. it. Yes. <laughs> really, really liked it. Um, thought it was thought it was really good. Really great retro sound. Fantastic production by Pete Rock. Um, I like the Sky Zoo kind of did something different on this project. I thought it was really good. I really... It's really hard for me where I put this at five. And Sky, I apologize because I really, not apologize, but I could have, I could have seen this any being as high as three. And I really struggled, and you'll see why I get into it with the next two, because I really flip-flopped with about three albums here that I tried to separate what I liked better and what I came back to. Um, so Sky, by no means, is any knock. It was a fantastic project. This could have went higher in my thing, but ultimately when I put it down, I had him down with a, uh, you know, the Griselda Collective, and uh, really enjoyed the album. Good sound, fantastic. Sky spitting as fresh as ever. Looking forward to what he has to do next. Number five for me, Born to Rap by Game. <laughs> Vine knows You're I, am shaking not, your head. I, I am not high in that album, nor do I think it should be anywhere near the top five. I, I don't, don't think it's good. Listen. I, listen. Let me say that. I think it's okay. You, are, you don't like 25-song albums, and I understand that. I can trim the fat a little bit. But I'm telling you, the songs that are I really... I like 25-song albums when they're great, like Life After Death. The, the 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 songs on this album that are really good are really good, and there are a lot of them. And the songs that are bad, folks, are <laughs> really bad. That's what I was saying. I disagree. But no, I really think that this is this is, this is is great. Like, there's this very good song making great? on here. There's very good song making on five, here. It's your top five, so I'm not okay. But great. There's very good song making on here. This stretch right here. From eleven to fourteen, which this this point I will agree with him on. This is one of the strongest four track stretches that I've heard this year. Is Born to Rap, Welcome Home featuring Nipsey Hussle. Born to Rap has the outro with Nipsey Hussle talking about the game and his respect for him. Uh, Help me, 
which is the interlude that's Sly singing about Nipsey. And then 14, the tribute to Nipsey, I didn't want to write this song. And then he also has other great songs. Hug the Block was a contender for me for Song of the Year because that's the one about his brother. He really got into some shit. And I really, um, you know, I appreciate when, when rappers can do that. Um, Stainless with Anderson Pack. That that song, yo, that song is a jam, bro. That was a really good song. That is one of my favorite uh, singles that got released this year. And there's just a lot of good stuff on this album. I really like No Smoke, how he starts it, $500 Candles. Like, there's a lot of great records on here. It For me, it was too good not to put it in my top five. And okay. Admittedly, what? I haven't sat with it for more than a month. Well, I sat with the Griselda for one of them. I think those came out on the same day, right? Yeah, they came out so, the same day. Something like that. They came out the same day. Griselda's in my honorable mentions. Oh, they didn't make your top five. They're in my honorable oh, mentions. Interesting. Yeah. They're right. They're right. It was it was between them two for the five spot. I was gonna tie them, but I was like, no, I'm gonna show Dexter that I don't have to do ties this year. Yeah, I think, so I'm doing the uh, game board. You trying to show me? <laughs> you want to show me something? You to put them over game? That's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> well, I, well, the, the the verse subject matter like that that ended up doing. That's it fine. If that was it, that the verse subject matter for me. Um, that 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 was the main thing, and because okay. we're talking about albums, so I kind of weigh that also. Um, now our number fours. Should I go? Go. Right, that's what we're doing. I'll give you another one. Eve, Rhapsody. Ah. Yes, number four. This is hard to put at number four, and I will. You know what? No, I'm not going to spoil. I will yet. say that I'm dropped for me. I had it higher at one point in the year, and and it came down. Oh, I I did as well because, <laughs> well, of um something else. That came out. I don't know if it came out after or before, but it, it, it rolls up my list past Rhapsody's album. But Rhapsody's album, Eve, she's she's had, listen, between Layla's Wisdom and Eve, there are not a lot of other people who can be like, yo, I did this in the span of a couple of years. Eve is so good. I talked about Cleo's verse, uh, the verse on Cleo earlier in the show. I also think Nina, which is my second favorite song on the album, the intro, is really, 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 yeah, really, really good. Uh, Serena is a song that I like, excuse me, that we haven't talked about much. Sojourner with J. Cole, which is a collaboration and I another, know you love. Another J. Cole, fe- great feature. This Iman year. with Sir and J.I.D. I thought was dope. Like there, There's gems all over this album for me. And you know how I feel about Cleo and Ninth Wonder produced that. Ninth Wonder did his thing, producing a lot of these. He produced yep. Maya. He produced... Uh, Iman, what we just talked about, Sojourner, so Afeni, so uh, Rhapsody Eve, definitely. Now, I, I'll get to that album a little bit later. Um, Ooh, okay. I had a little higher. Uh, number four for me was uh, an album from a, a duo, well, really it was a trio, that came back and out of nowhere dropped this album, and I was pleasantly oh. happy. Oh, this moved down. This moved down a little Ooh. bit. Yeah, I, t- I told you my three, four, you had five. Had a number one at, at one, one point. point. Yeah, and then, but then I sat with certain things, and I'll and I'll explain why that. This I is happened. in my honorable mentions, by the way. Yeah. this album. I really it moved like down for me too. This is May the Lord Watch, Little Brother. Yes. Um, Fonte and Big Pooh returned for an album. Came really out of left field. Nobody expected this. Nobody knew it. But thank you, though. But thank we you. We appreciate it. Yeah, just <laughs> saw it. Fonte album. just announced that it was dropping, and it was like, oh, okay, dope. Um. Huge Fonte fan, one of my favorite rappers. No Ninth Wonder on this project. Mm. As they've had a I hope that if they do a follow-up, which I think will happen, I oh, hope yeah. that Ninth Wonder is involved. I'm not sure if that's going to happen because stuff I've heard, it doesn't sound like it's going to yeah. happen. Um, really good album. Without Ninth Wonder, the production was really good. They found this way of sticking to their sound. Um, very mature album, I think, for people, especially of my age, um, in terms of subject matter. I think a lot of times people looked at Little Brother and... Fonte 
was a much stronger rapper than Big Pooh, but on this album, Big Pooh definitely stepped his bars oh, up. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot better. He had some really good stuff to talk about, just like how he's dealing with, you know, sort of when the group wasn't doing anything and being solo and being an Uber driver at the same time and, like, dealing with those these insecurities. And there, there was a lot of good things on this album that I just really loved. Production really good through some verses that Fonte just spaz on. The last two tracks on the album were really good. Um, I think Work Through Me, Lord, the last one, the album's like one of my favorite songs mm. um, of the year. That could have definitely been a song of the year candidate. Um, just really good about where these guys were, and I thought it was a really solid uh, project. I had it higher because I think at first I really played it, and I was like, man, I like how this flows all the way through. The knock for me on this album and why it dropped a little bit is the skits, for people who are fans of Little Brother, the skits are a callback to the Minstrel Show, 2005, which is probably, I think, most people That's a say, classic. Classic, That's their a best classic. album. Yeah. They're good. They're funny. The skits are hilarious. They got some good people to be featured on it. Jamel, Jamel Hill. <laughs> and on this, the Peter Rosenberg yeah. returning to do skits on the album. Really good. But because they're not spaced and they're part of the end of songs, when you're listening to the album, often I find myself like, okay, the way I judge skits and how they're workable on an album is, if you were cleaning your crib... And you had the song on. Do you want to really go over there and skip that skit? I've heard them enough times. They're funny. They're clever. They're nice callbacks. But I ain't really trying to hear it no more. And it kind of affects the flow of the album to me. Okay. So that's why it dropped down. I think had they got rid of the skits, I actually think it would have been a much tighter album. And I probably would be talking about it higher than I am now. Nevertheless, very good project. Very Something I think I will actually be returning to to listen yes. um, and look forward to what they do next. All yes. right, to move it along, I will go to three because yes. it's a repeat of something you said. Yes. Three for me was Eve by Rhapsody. Mm. Also had Eve Rhapsody a little bit higher. I thought her and Little Brother were one and two for a while. But in recent weeks, I recently sat back and listened to all of these albums as I do thoroughly and really took notes on where I had things and what how I really felt about things and the project going through. And there was an album, which I'll get to next, that I think – I might have underrated a little bit and slid up. So uh, Eve, for all the reasons that Brian mentioned, really good. First of all, again, as I said earlier, love the concept. Thought it was very empowering for uh, women out there, especially women of color. Really loved it. And the way she tied in the subject matter, the way she had fun with some of the subject matter, including songs like Whoopi um, and Serena. Love the song Maya. You're right. Ninth Wonder did his thing on that. Word. Maya is an express example of that, taking the Erica Badu Green Eyes sample and flipping that. Um, a Fenny using a pop vocal sample up in there to do it. Just the topic she talked about Rhapsody rapping as well as she's ever heard. You thought she was rapping good on Layla's Wisdom? No, no, no. She took it up another notch here. Yes. Um, again, absolutely ridiculous that this does not have an album of the year nomination for the Grammy. But I also think neither of some of the other albums we're about to talk about. But that's a whole other point. Mm-hmm. I think we know more than the people who do the rap awards for the Grammys. Facts. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, Eve, really good album. Rhapsody, On the Rise. Really is intrigued to see what she does next. And like I said, if you haven't re- re- listened to her latest freestyle on Flex, yo, go listen to that. Well, my number three, you touched on it already. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I really want to get to number two. It's Retropolitan? It is Retropolitan. <laughs> <clears throat> Pete Rock, as I said, was a contender for producer of the year. These beats are so good. Uh, Easter Conference All-Stars might be posse cut of the year. Oh, it is. It, it might be posse cut of the year. No, it probably is. Benny the Butcher, Conway, Elzai, Westside Gun, and Sky Zoo on the same record. And everybody went hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and man. then just the album, I to me, this might be the best structured album of the year. Just from beginning to end in terms of everything being cohesive 
in terms of everything it's, just yeah, sort of blending together. Yeah, I can see that. Like I, I, I and and Sky Zoo told us here, like he wanted to really just sort of bring that New York sound, that New York element. You know what I mean? And sort of blend things together. And if you're a New Yorker, you're really going to appreciate this project, Retropolitan. Men Like Us, I think, is a great intro. It's one of my favorite intros this year. Not my favorite intro this year because that's Marcello on What Machine Gun Do. I love that one. Um, but Glorious, Truck Jewels, Carry the Tradition, Homegrown. It's all good. Homegrown, that's my Ten choice. Days, Richie, Penny Jerseys, which I love. One Time. One Time is another good song. That's one of my fa- yeah. That might be my favorite one. Uh, Easter Conference All-Stars, The Audacity of Dope. Like, it's just straight. It's... It's perfect. It's just perfect in terms of men like us being the intro. Boom, there's your intro. Everything else, just songs. Yep. And then the album. And, over. and one thing I'll say 45 the, minute listen. 45 minute listen. Uh, I didn't mention this before, but Sky, uh, what he wove in, he didn't really have interludes, but he had certain things from older sounds. Or he had stuff from um, Paid in Full, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. speech, some things that came at the end of the album that I felt fitting very well with that retro sound and the concepts of the songs he was going into. So it worked well. I give people credit when they do it, when it works well. I thought for Skies, it worked well with the Float album. Yes. Now number two. Oh. Am I going first? Yeah, you're going first. Number two. Lil Sims. The Gray Area. Yo, okay, so this is- This it, album is amazing. So, so you know what's funny, man? I Lil start. Sims, if you don't know, is a female rapper from the UK. Let me just say this before Dexter gets to his point so you people know who we're talking about. Her nickname is Bars Simpson. All right, she is nasty. She had a great album called The Gray Area that came out this year in March. I didn't discover it until about May or June. I was a little late. I didn't hear much of her. And she is really, really good. 10 tracks, 35-minute listen. Um, There was a song on here, Pressure, that was a song of the year contender for me. It is really good. So Chronix is on it, your boy. That's, uh, that's Michael Kiwanuka boy. is on the outro. My another boy, man. So, and you mentioned him earlier, but Lil Sims can rap. I'll tell you what, Lil Sims, I want to see live. If Lil Sims has a show in New York, let me know because I would like to go. So, let she's me, really. I, before you go, I want to say something about this album. Are you shocked? Um, Are you? Can you see why I'm excited to get to number two? No, 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 no. Did no. you expect me to no. have the UK on my list? No, I did. I did it, but I'm a little mad at myself <laughs> because. I already had been up on Little Sims for quite some time um, and had listened to some of her stuff. She has a song out now with Q-Tip, Idris Elba. Uh, Q-Tip and Idris Elba. I'm intrigued called, to hear that. Called The New Breed. It's it's not her song. It's this dude named James BKS, but it's Idris Elba's on it, uh, her and Q-Tip, and it's really good. So I've been up on her a couple years ago. I think this was after The Pimp a Butterfly. Somebody interviewed Kendrick and said, uh, who you like to listen to? And he said Little Sims. And mm. I went and listened to some of her stuff. She had an EP out before this. And I thought it was good, but I thought she needed to work on some song making. Then this year, I came across this project. And this is true. I listened to the first two tracks on this project. And I liked it. But I was around doing some stuff for work. And somebody called me. And I got out the, the car for work. And I ended up never going back to finish the project. So unfortunately, this did not get into my mm. listens for the year. So I did not get to do it. It's really good. And I, I believe it is. I've heard nothing but good things really about it. I saw it was on the best releases this year. Um, I didn't get to listen to it, but I, I will get around to it now. Probably after we finish this podcast, I'm probably going to listen to this on the way home. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued to listen to that. I'm glad to see you expanded your horizons and yeah. listen to some folks out of the UK. No, because even though my list isn't done... I still got somebody from the UK. We're great, talk about. great, great workout music. Also, 
especially with Boss, track number two. And she really gets into a lot. I heard of, that song's good. I listen to that song. She gets into a lot of like just deep stuff here, and it's and, and again, it's a short list. She can 10. rap. She can rap. Thirty five. This is why I asked you the other day. It's thirty five minutes good for LP because I did not want to leave this album off my list. Gray area. I'm yes. looking forward to whatever Lil Sims is doing next. And like I said, she's coming. If she's coming to New York, me and Dexter are going. All right, <laughs> we're going. So num- number two, which I think now we know what number one is for Brian. I don't know what you're talking about. Number two for me, Bandana, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Ooh, number, number two. two. Oh. <laughs> what the hell is number one? What's number one? Okay. All right, number about two, this. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Um, listen to this album, and I'm going to be completely honest. We all know here that the man sitting here to my right <laughs> is a huge Freddie Gibbs fan. So you can only imagine what it was like for the night that Bandana dropped. This man was excited. I don't believe I listened to it that night because, uh, whatever reason. I, I tried not it. to, and I think I did. I was like, nah, I'm going to bed. And then I listened. No, I did. I didn't. I didn't hear it that night. I heard it the next morning because I was going to do a shoot for Side Hustle. I heard it the next I woke up at 7 a.m. I was like, oh, yeah, bandana drop. And I was I was turned. I was turned for like seven I hours. Remember, I actually remember this morning because. <laughs> I didn't hear anything else for like a week. I remember this morning because I got up, and I took my daughter to school, and I didn't have something to do for a while, so I was like going to the gym or something, and I like listened to it, and I was like really impressed from the beginning of like how good it was, and the samples were, and like Gibbs was rapping, and I was like, man, yo, this is like I was ready, like when I was like six tracks in, I was like, yo, as long as this doesn't like get whack or have this come kind of crazy turn, it's one of those albums where you knew it was like this is gonna be hot because yeah. like I just felt Gibbs, who I've criticized for sometimes being a little bit too repetitive in the subject matter. Except for on uh, what's the e- the EP at? You only lived twice that album. I you thought only he got twice. twice. Yeah. I thought he got into some really good stuff on there. Um, I thought this was it, where it was a little bit more varied. You saw him getting into some uh, some some really good stuff, like on on, on situations. Um, and I, I really felt like this was a really sort of coming of age, not of age album for uh, Freddie Gibbs. Um, I really think that the production is just stellar throughout. We talked about this before with Madlib. Um, I, I I think Gibbs is a rapping as good as he ever has. Um, just really good listener. Now, I would have. T- I think this would have been number one for me if it was a little bit tighter. I would have liked the album to be. I just a couple tracks I could probably uh go without. But it's really good. It's Fifteen tracks. It's not. This is this. This is me being a little bit picky here. It's fifteen tracks. It's a really good listen. I don't think there was anything on this where I was like, yo, man, that's whack. There's some songs I don't love as much, but I don't necessarily think it's whack. And there's songs I know like Brian loved Half Man, Half Cocaine. And I wasn't really feeling that when I first listened to the album. But now I'll be knocking that. Yo. And I really, really, really <laughs> Were really you like in it. the gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Also, like, like Flat Tummy Team, maybe it's because I heard that a little bit earlier. I didn't love that as much, too. And another one that I think about, because I would it's funny, early in the year, I would have cut these off. Uh, Gat Dan was another one, but now I really like that. A Yo, lot. have you seen the music video for yeah, Gat Dan? I did see that. So that made me like that made me get into the song I did, more. I too. did see that, but really good songs. <laughs> I was talking about Palm Olive earlier, uh, freestyle shit. Um, Crime pays. I'm the lead single off of this. Yes, a uh, fantastic song. Massage seats, situations. Giannis practice practice really, really yes. maybe something that 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 uh, 
that Gibbs really gets into an inspective and talking about learning to love, which I thought was really good. Cataracts, that's one of my, that's that's a really good jam. I like that Cataracts song a lot. Great. The features on this are good. You got Push T, Killer Mike, Anderson Pack, Yasin Bay, Black Thought. Um, not overly done with features, really well done. Madlib probably kind of steals the show here in a way. When I say steal the show, just elevates Gibbs to this other level yes. with his rapping. So, man, salute to Bandana. I, I know you were high on Pinata. I think where this exceeded Pinata, and I thought Pinata was good, yes. is this album flows better. Pinata felt more like a mixtape. This felt more like an album. It's way more cohesive. That's not a knock to Pinata. I think it's good, but I think this is like really good classic status album that I think this deserve forget. I know people looking listening to this like, yo, did Dexter did, did Brian drug Dexy put something in the Oh, team? oh, we're not done. Because not my done. number one album of the year We know what it <laughs> you is. You already know it's Vandana. It so let's go to that. Your number one, I'll get to my number one. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, because you knocked it out of the park. And all I'm gonna the very first time we recorded the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, we had stuff to talk about. This was I think September eighth, twenty seventeen we actually that recorded it. And I think we posted it on September 9th. And I just want to say on that episode, now I'm looking into the camera. On that episode, what we did was we talked about hip-hop a little bit. And I had two major Freddie Gibbs takes at the time. One, I called him the most underrated artist. Artist in hip-hop. Two, I also called him the rapper with the best flow in hip-hop. And I think both of those have aged well two years later. I agree more on the first point, not as much on the second point. Well, the second point is more debatable, but I love the way he rides the cadence. He does. He, he, find, does. he finds the cadence. No, Freddie Gibbs can rap, man. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And, I, and I'm, I, I like that now people are coming around. This album has gotten a lot of praise, and people forget about Chris Brown dropping the same day. I think there was another big Daniel Caesar, I think, released something on the same day, and this album stood out because of how good it is. I, I and think I this think... album this album is for hip hop purists in the sampling in the rapping producer combination working together really well. Hip hop purists are going to rock with this. It's really good. As far as big picture now, I think one their next one is going to do even better. I'm surprised this didn't get a Grammy nomination because this was actually released in part with a major label RCA Records. And part of that Freddie Gibbs said was to try to get a Grammy nomination. But we know how the Grammys are. I'm actually not surprised it didn't get a Grammy nomination. A lot of this stuff that gets high critical acclaim, like this album does, and we're giving it, generally don't. There's a lot. Eve's gotten great critical acclaim. I, those are the main across two. the board. But so is Little Brother's album. None of those albums are nominated for Grammy. So I'm not I think surprised. I think Freddie Gibbs is two classics. Pinata being the other. I think that next, whether this album is a classic, uh, the, this next collaboration has to say with Madlib is a classic, or which I think is going to be called Montana. Um, <laughs> I still don't actually know why this is called Bandana yet. I don't know why Pinata is called Pinata. <laughs> but I love it. I don't care. But I do want to see if in his next project, which might be without Mad Lib, how people receive that now. Because he's had other great stuff without the help of Mad Lib, and I want to see how people sort of receive, not the Freddie Gibbs fans and not the real hip-hop fans, but more so the casual hip-hop fan who may just be learning about Freddie Gibbs now that his videos are famous, you know, um, Spotify named him best, out. they put Bandana Best Rap Caviar, Album of the Year, whatever that award called, Spotify gave it a lot of recognition. So I want to see, like, where does this put him after this? Because now we're witnessing somebody sort of make these levels uh, towards underground legendary status 
Yeah, and if under, he even is still underground. Uh, yeah, I feel like he is. Cause, but the underground today is so different than the Under, underground he, it used to be. Right. Like it, when it, I hear underground today, I think Griselda. Yeah, but I think Freddie Gibbs is still in that, and and it's it's like. I don't know. Some of them we've seen dudes from the underground. If you want to say are starting out on that circuit, ex- crossover, but it doesn't happen for everybody. Now, I'm not saying Freddie Gibbs has to do that. I do think that this album, getting the critical acclaim it does, will open people's eyes up to watch him more for his next project. And so I'm glad to see him get that. Yes. Um, I, and think, I, and I feel I, the same for Rhapsody, but you know sometimes you want to see those people get that in terms of the major awards. But you know what, man, the the, the people you look at anybody look. The people that really, and I don't really mean to sound elitist, but the people that really listen to hip-hop, that really like well-put-together albums, great production, great rapping, great storytelling, it's on everybody's top of their list this year. Same yeah. thing with Eve. The people know. Even Complex had Come on, the people two. that know like, about that know about that. It's not just popularity contest was what's bumping on the radio, and no disrespect for those people, but the people know who know, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, great album. Um, it was it look it surpassed my expectations and my expectations were very high. Yeah, I, so I, I, this my, is my expectations is, were tempered. Yes, and I was really I really enjoyed the album, man. Like I still bump it a lot. So now, a lot now you got to do your album of the year. Before that, though, real quick, uh, a couple more other honorable mentions: uh, Hitler wears Hermes Seven, West Side Gun, and uh, Denzel Curry Zoo Zoo. Uh, also has the skit of the year. It's called Yo, and I need to play that for you. I have to. Have to it's one that. minute long. It's is hilarious. I've not listened to. Uh, <laughs> I've not listened. Denzel to that. Curry, you would like. He's good, man. I'll have to check. My him boy out. put me on to him last year, and yeah, I'm 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 very. And I can be I can be picky. My number one album of the year is from an artist I mentioned earlier with the song of the year, Dave, with Black. Oh. My number one album of the year is Psychodrama. Okay. Fantastic album. I have to hear this. That is, and you got to finish Little Sims. Yes, I have to do that. Fantastic album that talks basically. It's basically. I like albums a lot that have themes. I tend to like mm. that, and when it's done well, I love it. And you, but you have to rap too. Yeah, the theme is executed well. The the theme of this album is about Dave talking to his therapist, and it starts off with him talking to his therapist. And every rap song that he does is him explaining different things to his therapist from social ills in South London to being a black man there to dealing with relationships and his struggles with objectifying and uh, dealing with women um, through the pain of uh, one of his brothers incarcerated. Um, So all these different things that he's talking about through a therapist and it's a really well done album by a guy who can, I think really wrap his ass off as good as anybody lyrically sharp. You should check him. His tiny desk was also really good. Not quite as good as Freddie Gibbs, but his tiny desk he did this I year check was also really, really good. Um, some really good singles. He had a good stretch of his album from Black to a song called Purple Heart to another song um, called Location with Burner Boy, which actually was a really good feature. Um, really good album. I thought this was the tightest, most cohesive, well-executed project of the year, album of the year. I thought it had fantastic production um, and really good rapping, really good su- subject matter. And yeah, I would, I, I, I almost had slipped and forgot about it, but I started listening to it more towards the ending and it came back. And I was like, nothing's better than this mm. in terms of it being as tight. It is a, um, I'm trying to remember the amount of tracks on that album. It is a 13 track album, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think you, it, it's sorry, it's an 11 track album. Apologize. 
it feels a little long because there's a, there is an 11 minute song on this called Leslie. However, and you're a storyteller, this is a song that you will is fantastic, okay. fantastically done. It's like uh, you know what I describe it to? Undying love. Ooh. If you like Undying Love, Nas, Ooh. you're going to like the storytelling in this. Ooh, it doesn't. Intrigued. It doesn't. It touches more on abuse in a relationship, so not the same as the subject matter of Undying Love, but it's in that framework of the storytelling of it, which is really, really good. Um, and I highly recommend that. Could have been one of my songs of the year. It's an 11 minute song. So if I'm telling you, it's got to be good. It's 11 minute song because yeah, it's a not, podcast. Down it's there. not something you can always <laughs> go back and listen to, but in the flow of the album, it's really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, fantastic album has got a lot of critical acclaim in the UK. Um, won a couple of awards. I'm forgetting the award that George Smith had won for an album a couple of years ago, but it, it got mm. that. Um, really good. Uh, I know we got to wrap soon. Other honorable, I didn't really have a lot of honorable mentions for me. And one more Jim Jones album. Jim Jones album um, was good. It was really good. I had Laurel Carner, another UK artist. His second uh, album, Not Swimming. But Yo, shout out to our UK dro- listeners, drowning. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll like that. Laurel Carner. I thought his album was good. It was just outside for me. I didn't. I didn't think it was the super strongest year for hip hop. I decided to have a lot. I thought it was a little easier for me to make my list. It was just how I had to sort through it. Right, right. But overall, a, a solid year for hip hop. Um, diverse year um, in listening. Gone to even some artists I didn't think I was going to get into. Yeah, me too. Um, for certain things at certain points, like I, I you know, who I really like. Um, I like Tierra Whack. Uh, Tierra, a lot. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've been pumping her stuff. I'm somebody who like likes enjoys listening to some of Megan Thee Stallion stuff that's been going on. So I really kind of like what the ladies been doing and how it seems like the ladies hip hop genre is getting a little bit more diverse. So I'm glad to see that. According to uh, according yeah. to Metacritic, their highest critically acclaimed reviews album this year: one Gray Area, Lil Sims, two Psychodrama, Dave. That's interesting. So we're Both on a good path. Yeah, and then Eve, and then Bandana, Made the Lord Watch. So a lot of albums we mentioned here. Zoo by Denzel Curry is also I'm gonna have up to here. listen to that. Oh, and Danny Brown, you know what I'm saying? Was actually I didn't listen to that. I like that. Album. Um, I didn't listen. It's to not. That, it but... was an album of the year category for me, but that I, that was a strong Danny Brown album. I, there's a one album I put for honorable mention. I I I was a little gassed off it at first, but I think Brian brought me down on it, and then other people. And I listened, and yeah, it was it was okay. But Joel Ortiz's Monday, I put in an honorable mention. It was okay. Oh yeah, there's some songs I listened to, but it wasn't quite as good as his album with Apollo Brown. Nah, before. the Apollo Brown album was really good. That was in our albums of the year uh, top five. Five, yeah, last year. Top five. All right, so that's it. You have it. That's our albums, hip hop albums of the year. Episode 104. Episode 104. This is our last episode of 2019. 2020 is here. Yo. As Fonte said on uh, May the Lord Watch, can't have 2020 without foresight. Mm. We're going to have a lot of foresight, a lot of uh, new things coming to the podcast, couple changes. Going to have a new segment that Ryan and I have just, we're, we're, we're finalizing. Um, there's gonna be a little bit of changes to the podcast. Nothing like bad or major. It's gonna be still the same us and what we do. But some changes. We're gonna add a new segment, some stuff, trying to be a little bit more engaging with our fans and things we do. Um, hopefully, everybody had a great holiday season. Hopefully, we have. No, no, not hopefully. We're going to have a live show in 2020. Yes, we're that trying, is, we're that trying to happening. do that. Yep, that is happening. We're going to do that. We're getting Dexter out in these streets. Uh, yeah, I'm always <laughs> out. I'm always out in these streets. By the nature of what I do, right? <laughs> I'm always out in these streets. Um, uh, I'm the one you got to bring out. Yeah, more often. Um, so yeah, hopefully everybody had a great holiday season. Uh, blessed and happy New Year. Uh, much blessings to everyone uh, and prosperity. I'm gonna be 26 soon. I'll be 26 oh. very soon. Oh, how nice. Healthcare. We, we got to get it. 
Uh, well, that's you gotta a whole get it. Stable lifestyle. Come nother, on, that's a whole nother. We're issue. trying to live long and prosperous out here. You know what I'm saying? I hear that. Send some love and prayers and support for your boy. <laughs> you sound like some other people on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I know I'm mocking them right now. <laughs> I'll be good, y'all. All but right. If, so, you, if you want, you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm here. Uh, be sure, you know, send send us our comments. Remember, our survey link is always up there. Word. Please continue to support us on Patreon. Also, New Year's deals, holiday deals. At our T Public store. Yes. So check that out. Mugs, t shirts, hoodies, we, we stickers. All, we have all of that for you. Uh, Pillows. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at AHTT Podcast. Pillows for people sleeping that on That stuff will change. Oh, we gotta, you know what? I, we got to bring a pillow in studio next time so I can sleep on other people. <laughs> so that'll be it. Um, but anyway, we'll have a lot more a lot more fun stuff. Audible code forward. AHTT for yep. your free audible, audible book. Yeah, yes. can't forget that. Yes, help us out with that. Yeah, do more <laughs> do, do do more reading, do more listening to uh, to this podcast. Uh wanna thank uh Gotham Podcast Studio for a great full year of yes. being here at Gotham Podcast Studio and all our wonderful producers, including our producer Mike, who's handling everything behind the boards on this podcast. We also want to thank all of the people that came through, called our guest, uh, our friends on other podcasts, way too many to name, yes. but all the people who came on um, to support our podcast and will continue to come on, good guests and friends, especially in the sports media industry and otherwise. Um, and obviously you, the listeners yes. and viewers and people who continue to watch and support and share and support other independent media. That's my message. Always out there, support independent media. Yes. Support yourself, build yourself, uplift yourself with positivity. And uh, continue to do what's great. That's what it's about in 2020. For the last time in 2019, for Brian Fonseca, I'm Dexter Henry for episode 104 of the Hotel Podcast. Until next year, y'all. Peace. Mm-hmm.